This is the Ordained Educator Podcast, and I'm your host, Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades, I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you were destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Well, well, welcome back, ordained educators. We have with us today a dynamic and phenomenal guest. It's someone that I personally know, admire, and have had the blessed opportunity to work side by side with. Um, we have with us today none other than Dr. Lana Tatum, and she is just simply amazing. Not only is she a doctorate of education, but she is a certified yoga instructor, a Toastmaster, and a beloved principal at Dundee Elementary Academy in Florida. We're so happy to have her today, and we can't wait for her to share with you some of the knowledge that she's acquired over her almost 30 years in education. Well, Lana's going to talk with us today about resiliency, definitely something she knows a little bit about, again, after being in education for almost 30 years. Our topic for today is resiliency for the common good. It's not about us. It's about us making sure that we stand strong, that we can help the people that we are in charge to be side by side with. Again, we're going to hear from our phenomenal guest, Lana Tatum, in just a moment after a word from our sponsor. Are you a career woman who is successful, but at the same time, just sometimes tired, worn out because you are always being the hero or the shero for other people? Well, you're not alone. Others are there with you. I've been there. I've done that. But we have a solution for you today. We can solve that problem. We have a master class that we are offering and it's absolutely free. It's entitled Shero to Miro: Abundance, Clarity, and Productivity Breakthrough. If you're looking for that breakthrough, this is the place you want to be. Sign up today at simplytomorrow.com. Simplytomorrow.com. Now take action today so you can change your tomorrow. All right, we have with us today Dr. Lana Tatum, a well-beloved a friend of mine, colleague, and just dynamic, dynamic leader and educator. Lana, would you like to share with our audience a little bit about your background? I would love to. I met you, gosh, I'm trying to remember how long it's been, quite a bit ago, um, yeah. during a time don't, in our don't, lives. Don't tell, don't tell our age. <laughs> no, age is a state of mind, and we are definitely young at heart, young in spirit. Yeah. And we were both going through a time in our lives where we were kind of starting a new chapter and new beginnings, but also keeping those connections from the past alive and well. So let's see, I have been an educator. This is my 27th official year in education. Wow. I have done a little bit of everything, including um, 90 days in preschool once, once, which there is a special place in heaven for preschool teachers. They are the foundation of everything that we do in education. All the way up to, I did teach a college class for Central Michigan University way back. Uh, most of my experience has been at the elementary level. Uh, but I've done a little bit of middle school work, a little bit of high school tutoring. 
So I'm very well-rounded, very passionate about um, education for our children in our country and in our world. Um, also growing the next generation of teachers and leaders. I had an amazing cooperating teacher that I did my student teaching with um, 28, 29 years ago now. Yeah. And her name is Joan Bugner. I love her to death. We still talk frequently. And so she it helped inspire me to want to grow the next generation of teachers. So I always had student teachers down here in Florida. They're called interns. And I encourage others to do the same. And I do the same as well um, as a leader now. I love having leadership mentors and mentees. And I love working with them and helping them to grow in their leadership practices as well. Wow, you have you have been an awesome wealth of of knowledge, and um, I just looked up to you as a colleague, and you just always just been wonderful at what you do, Lana. So I just want to give you your flowers. Thank and everything you. Now, um, and so we appreciate that. One of the things that uh, I was teasing when we were off air was about that doctor that's in front of your name. Uh, would you yeah. like to, to share with people? You know, sometimes people see that and and don't really understand what all it takes to persevere and go through that. Uh, we've been sharing with people right now um, for the past month about how important it is to drill through stress and you're going to have those different things. So share share with us a little bit about, you know, just your accomplishment of getting the doctorate degree, but talk about some of those challenges. So I'll, I'll start with the celebration of getting my doctorate degree. Uh, my topic is student-led conferences, and that's something that I have been passionate about since my second year teaching. So um doing my final defense was amazing and wonderful. And even in this pandemic state that we're in, being able to do it virtually was a blessing in disguise because it was recorded just like our conversation here. So uh, my family and friends in Michigan and people that I've worked with um, throughout my career were able to enjoy it after it was over. Whereas face-to-face, it would have been a one-time thing and not recorded. So there's been a lot of blessings during a very difficult time. Yes. Um, the, the thing that I think I'm most passionate about with student-led conferences is that it gives students a voice. It gives students power over their education to talk about what it is that they're learning. I'll just give you a, a quick definition of student-led conferences. It's where students are leading conferences with their teachers periodically during the school year instead of the teachers leading conferences and doing parent-teacher conferences. And I know you were a part of that yeah. um, way back in the day in our Kettering days, and you embraced that, and you did a wonderful job with that as well. So talking about resiliency, I started working on my doctorate degree a very long time ago, and then I decided I already had a specialist degree. Why am I pushing myself? And I needed a break in life. You know, I moved here to Florida and when you move, you don't think about all of the comforts of home and how you're going to miss so many things. Yes. So I decided I need to give myself a little break. So I took a break. And then in growing the next generation of teachers and leaders, Florida Southern College gives you a voucher every semester you do so. Okay. So I had a folder full of vouchers and I changed schools. My assistant principal started working on her doctorate degree. And I thought, well, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to I'm going to go for it. So I did. And yes, there were times where I said, OK, I, I don't I don't need to finish this. I'm good with where I'm at right now. But at the end of the day, I really wanted to finish. And it's so wonderful hearing someone call me Dr. Tatum, especially little yeah. first graders that are losing their teeth. You know, 
hello, Dr. <laughs> Tatum, you know. And I'm zooming in and zooming out. Half of our school's learning from home and half is learning face to face. So yeah. I feel like I'm leading both schools right now as a principal. Mm-hmm. But boy, being resilient, that's just something I think all educators right now are resilient yes. and all leaders right now are resilient. And unless you've been in a school, which folks can't go in a school, you really don't understand how amazing teachers are. And they are working around the clock, literally around the clock for children right now. And I admire every teacher out there, every school leader out there, and you for capturing these moments and asking how things are going and how can we work together to be more resilient. That's so important. Yeah, we definitely have to 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 encourage, you know, and that's that's the big thing for people to realize. It doesn't matter how small the step is; that it's really, really great. And that's one of the things that I've loved about you. I've uh, followed you, and even though again you're you're miles and miles away, all the way down there in that wonderful uh, sunny Florida, uh, I've watched what you've done at your school, and I know um, you've had a transition. Correct? Am I correct? Um, with the schools. And so uh, I watch, you know, how you uh, talked all the time on social media about your your staff and your team and everything that, you know, you did to, to bring that together. And I know we saw that at Kettering. At Kettering, you were amazing at helping um, support staff. And even when we had student teachers come in um, and just really, really amazing of making that environment and that culture one that is a great one, not just for learning, but that people feel like it really is a family away from family. Um, so can you share a little bit about that? What's some great things that you did to build your teams and what advice would you have for somebody on the team as well as somebody leading the team? Well, I think the the biggest piece of advice, is it's really the golden rule of teaching, treating others how you want to be treated. Everybody is an important part of the team. Everyone's valuable. Everybody has something to contribute. When one person is out, you feel the impact of them not being there, their presence not being there. They're they're making an impact every day. Everybody is making an impact every day. And I cherish and value everybody on our team. Um, Having effective working teams, um, professional learning committees, whatever you want to call them, Um, We have different committees at our school. We have five of them. We've got our school advisory council. We've got the parent teacher student association, our positive behavior intervention support group, our data leadership. We've got a weekly leadership team. So just making sure that everybody on the staff is uh, actively engaged on one of those teams and making sure that every team has a purpose. And the other uh, tidbit of wisdom I would give to folks out there is when you're creating your teams, definitely everyone needs to be a part of one of the teams, but everyone needs to have a role on the teams. And so each person has a job and that job is valued. Um, Some are the leader of the team. They facilitate. Some are taking minutes so they can effectively communicate what's happening and other committees can read what's going on. Um, one person's the snack master because, you know, stress <laughs> fell backwards as desserts. And oh, sometimes I love that. The snack master. Yes. Yes. Um, there's one person that's capturing things for social media to spread the good news. Oh. So just having those tasks makes everybody feel engaged and empowered and have ownership in in the team. 
Wow. Let's let's talk about that because I've, I've, I, I promise you, I've never heard of anybody that is doing that. So you have somebody that's live inside of your group that's doing the social media while it's happening and it's going on. I know one of my schools, I'll take that back. We did have somebody that we paid and that was their job, but they didn't actively do it like in all of the meetings and everything. Like they would go around and do stuff and put it on there later. But is your position that that person does that in um, not real time, but make sure that they they post and do, you know, while it's going, sometimes while right after things are going on? Yeah, we've had some teachers that do, like we've had a fall festival at our school and at this year, everything's been virtual, but when we've had the face-to-face fall festival, she'll, she'll take my phone and she'll go around and she'll post a Facebook Live. Um, wow. Sometimes teachers will post things later. We have different people assigned to post things on our social media. So we're trying to make sure that, you know, we're spreading the word about the great things that we're doing because you always get more of what you focus on in life. And it's so easy to focus on all of the things that are frustrating us that we have to use our voices um, to focus on what's going well. Yes, yes, that is really, really good. Um, Talk talk to me about what some things is going really well with, with you guys there. Oh, I would just say, well, the resiliency of everyone, like you said, you know, we are here for a common purpose. Our district mission and vision is students first. So every decision that we make, everything that we do is truly about the students and what is best for them. And sometimes it's hard, but when you're going through a time where you need to make a difficult decision, sometimes you just have to slow down and say, okay, what is truly best for the student? Yes. Because that's why we're all here. Every single person Um, is here for the same purpose and for the same reason. And, you know, sometimes when you're working with a large group of people, you know, sometimes things get scratchy or people will have disagreements or they don't see eye to eye on things. And so when you bring it back to your compelling why and your purpose, I think that that's our common bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking before we uh, came on air about that compelling why. Um, one of the things that I just recently did on on one of the recent podcasts was suggest the people to make mind maps um, to keep them, keep that compelling why in front of you. Now, we know we have goals and we have achievements that we want to achieve, but everything really goes back to your core values. And so let's let's end on that. It's a new season. We know that COVID is just like really crazy. Um, can you give some tips for our listeners of how to go back to that why to get themselves back uh, visioned and on the, the right uh uh, a road. That's something that I would say that you're really like, I remember that about you um, being so great at keeping a team when we were at Kettering, you know, tunnel vision. Okay. It's about this. It's about the results. Let, let's get this done. Um, so share some things that you are doing to help navigate in this new system season rather, and some things that our listeners can like literally take and um, put into their toolbox right now. Well, I'll give you some tidbits and then I'll, I'll give you my toolbox too. You mentioned mind maps. For me, it's about having a vision board. So okay. your vision is where you're going and your mission is how you're going to get there. And then there's different aspects of your life. For example, your health and your physical well-being, okay. um, your relationships in life, your connections and spirituality. So I've got a website called A Journey to Heaven. So uh, my vision board is on my Journey to Heaven website. And it gives you the steps of how to create your own vision board if you would like to. But it's going back to that shared vision, the shared mission, and your your health and physical well-being are so important. For me, I practice yoga. 
Mm-hmm. I've been doing yoga since my first year teaching because my first year teaching was a lot. I had a second and third grade classroom. I had 32 kids. And even though you do student teaching, it doesn't prepare you for the reality of 32 precious little angels in your class all day long. So I, I build up tension in my neck and shoulders. So I found a 20 minute stress relief yoga video and that's how I started. And now I'm a certified yoga teacher. I teach yoga once a week in my neighborhood. When you're working on your doctorate degree, you give up all kinds of things, but that is the one thing I didn't give up. I still taught my yoga class once a week. It helped me stay grounded and stay connected with my neighbors and with my friends. So making sure your your health and mental well-being is doing well. Stephen Covey talks about finding your true north. So it's taking that time to reflect. I work at an IB school now. So our okay. one of our learner profile attributes is being reflective. So every night I sit out on my patio, I reflect on the day, I envision how I want my next day to go. Sometimes right. it works out like that. And sometimes there's a lot of changes, but it's just taking care of yourself. And my last school, we had our school expectations was take care of yourself, take care of others and take care of our school. And that seemed just so very simple, but it was perfect. It was like our our vision before learning for all, whatever it takes. Yes, yes, yes. definitely important. And a lot of people skip that part, especially as as educators and, you know, you and I being women, as women, we put people first. Oh, amen. Got to put that mask on yourself first. If that plane is going to go down, the first thing they tell you to do is put on your own oxygen mask and then you can help somebody else, but you can't help anybody else. I always say this and I hate to be like this, but you can't help anybody if you're dead. So put that oxygen mask on and then help other people. That's that's so true. It's phenomenal to hear that you've been doing yoga that long. That's just amazing. Well, I want to give you, a, a again, another accolade. So when I became a principal, uh, my first school that I was at, I took the, the student-led conference. conference. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we instituted it a little bit different than what we had done at, at Kettering, but it really worked. Uh, it took me maybe about two years in to finally get it to how we did it at Kettering um, because we had to, you know, reprogram everybody's mind and get their mindset. So I have never, ever, ever forgotten all of the valuable uh, insight that I gained just being your colleague and being your friend. So I want to affirm you. I want to say thank you to you and um, just again, love on you and let you get your flowers now to know how important you impacted my life. And I know today you gave the listening audience some really, really great uh, information. And it's so very important for us to prioritize. So that's just wonderful. Um, do you have any uh, last uh, words or message that you want to give? I would just like to give it right back to you. And thank you, my friend. You are such an inspiration. I remember the first time I met you and I remember walking in your classroom and all of the wonderful things you were doing with kids and how much the parents loved working with you and doing this podcast. I listened to a couple of them. I have a long drive to work right now, but I really enjoyed your previous speakers and I'm honored to be a part of this with you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And the wonderful thing about connections is it's just amazing. I still talk to the kids at Kettering. I still talk to some of the parents at Kettering. And it, it just, it warms my heart. Um, one of the, the students, well, she's Amanda Brown now. Amanda uh, sent me something when I was doing my book festival uh, back in September. And she she popped up and I was like, oh my God, my baby. So it is just amazing. There's nothing like education, nothing like it. Uh, would you, what's your thoughts about that? 
I, I agree. And the, the Zoom graduation party that we had, that was amazing. And keeping connected with students and seeing the long-term impact we've had on their lives, that is the greatest gift and that is the greatest blessing. I have so thoroughly enjoyed that. At first, I was a little leery of Facebook as a principal, but yeah. reconnecting with my former students and, and the stories that they share with me and that I remember and share with them, that's what really what this work is all about. Yeah, it's been amazing. My first group of students uh, from Beecher, uh, when I was here in the Flint area in Beecher, uh, they're now, they're with my kids. So my kids are 33 and oldest. Cassie uh-huh. and Bianca are 33 and 34. So nobody look at me by my age. Um, <laughs> for the people that are listening, we're actually uh, recording video too. But my 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 kids, they they were a year younger than my kids. So that's how I could always keep up with their ages. And so now the, that first group of students, I had a first and second grade split. They're uh, 32 and 33 just amazing to keep in touch with them and everything. Um, This has just been wonderful. Again, talking with you and having you share the insights. You have been incredible at team building. You have been incredible at building culture. And so I want one more time if you will share uh, your information for our listening audience so they can go on because I, yeah, I, I always wrote down my goals. But a couple years ago, I started doing the vision boards. And when I say this year's, there's, I have 20 things, 20 different pictures on my vision board for 2020. There's only one picture that was not possible. Only one. And that was a cruise because of COVID. Uh, (laughs) We were trying to do a multi-family cruise instead of doing like a family reunion. We said this year, we're going to all get together Christmas time. We're going to come and do a cruise. So we were planning that back in February and March. All of it went scorch. But other than that, everything on my vision board is in action. Um, I believe it and achieve it. Yeah. So it is very powerful. Like I say, I wrote the stuff down, but it's something about, and that's why I love mind maps. When you put those images, our brains love the images. I know we said we were going to wrap up, but I, I want you to talk about that one more time. Let's talk about like literally the vision. And because you've always been so vision oriented, share with them and then share again what your website and how they can um, find out more information about doing vision boards. Yes. Yeah, so you have to focus on what you want in life. You have to focus on the things that you enjoy. And like I mentioned earlier, you always get more of what you focus on. So how I end my yoga class, the last pose in yoga is called Shavasana. It's relaxation pose. You lay there and you close your eyes. And my website is ajourneytoheaven.com. And there are some sample yoga classes on there. But at the end of yoga, I always say, and now there's nothing left to do. Just breathe. Close your eyes. focus on the positive aspects of your day because you always get more of what you focus on. And the more we focus on the things that we enjoy and the things that we want to show up in our lives tomorrow and the next day, the more they'll keep reappearing in our lives. So believe it and achieve it. Take time to set. Remember your vision is where you're going. Your mission is how you're going to get there. And all those different aspects I mentioned, your um, health and physical well-being your spirituality and connection to others, your relationship. Those are all important aspects of your vision board. And so I hope my message will help others just like all the other podcasts that you've done inspired me as well. And you are such an inspiration, Bridget. Again, a journey to heaven.com. 
Thank you, Lana. Dr. Lana Tatum, my Thank friend, you. my colleague, always, always going to be, you know, we we will never, ever, ever stop that friendship. I love one of my core values. I was just talking about this on my podcast the other day. One of my core values is connectedness. I love it. And I love the fact that we've been able to stay connected. And I appreciate you being our guest today. And we thank you for being here. So thank you so much. My pleasure. I I am so thankful to have you a part of my life and to continue having you a part of my life after all this time. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode. I know I did. Please remember that you are resilient. You can do amazing and great things. Well, if you like this episode, please make sure you share with a friend. And as always, please give us feedback and input. If you have not subscribed, I would love for you to do that. That information is in our show notes, as well as you want to send show ideas, or if you want to be a guest on our show, please email me at ordainededucator at gmail.com. As always, coach me and I learn, challenge me and I grow, believe in me and I win. You are a winner. I believe in you.